just a little bit ago, I went over to have a beer with him real quick. And uh, all of a sudden, Marty, my dog. The dog. Uh, yeah, Marty, my uh, beagle, who is known like if a door's open, if he could dart and run away forever, he could, you know. But he's so upset because my wife is out of town that he's just depressed. Oh. Right? I'm literally across the street. You can see the house. And Marty, I'm just having a beer with the guy across the street. And Marty just trots over, just like with his head down, tail between his legs. Hey, guys. What's your, what you guys doing over here? Oh, he just wants to hang out. Hello, and thank you very much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can download many more episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. I have never been an Evil Dead fan, never liked it. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. But the last two Evil Deads, man, starting to get legit. I'm starting to become a fan. We're talking about Evil Dead Rise. Eric, what the hell are you doing? I'm real happy. I'm real happy with this. I've had some time to think about it. I've had some time to, to read up about it, watch some interviews about it, to see what the whole deal is with this. This is a, an attempt to do a complete revamp, a, a relaunch. Oh, this is a relaunch, though? Okay, no. Yes, completely. And I, I am an Evil Dead fan. I know all, all about it. And I am ready to answer the questions and get get into it. Open up the Necronomicon and talk about it. So they are, so they're, I mean, like, this, this is a soft reboot. Like, are they pretending that the movies never happened in this universe, or? No, no. Well, oh, yeah. We'll pretend that the new Evil Dead, the one before this, that the. The remake, uh, right? Yeah, the the remake that came out in 2013. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and uh, this one are of the kind of the same uh, line. And you could tell that because of the um, the logo. The, the V and the A are kind of uh, these graphically kind of, yeah, I, I that's, that's. So there's, but Sam Raimi, so, and Bruce Campbell, uh, and um, Rob Tappert are all part of a, of all part of the production. So Army of Darkness does not exist in this universe. Evil, uh, Evil Dead Two: Dead by Dawn does not exist. Evil Dead One does not exist. It's just the remake in this one. For now, yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not an Evil Dead fan. Um, I I really want to talk about this movie. Um, I really really do. Uh, but I, I, I would like to show my hand. So it happened recently on Movie Guys Podcast, Eric. There was a show that my brother and I did with Ryan, if you remember. This was years ago. We did it on the Movie Guy channel. And I don't like Army of Darkness. I don't get the appeal. I hate Army of Darkness. But we did this thing where we would review the movie, kind of like Mystery Science Theater on that episode. You can look at it in our archives. Um, where we have the movie playing faintly in the background and we do commentary. Yeah. I literally fell asleep live on air. Mm-hmm. I, I was snoring. I mean, you, I, I don't you like saying a, that you was already cut you, but you watched Army of Darkness before any of the other two. Like that was your. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that was the most recent thing. Oh, okay. I have seen all of them in order. Right. Um, I, I saw the first Evil Dead when I was in high school. I thought it was cheesy, not really fun, but that was a teenage brain. Uh, I saw, you know, Evil Dead Two uh, again at the same time. Again, stupid. Not Jason. Not Freddy. Not Michael. Teenage brain. I just wasn't entertained. Sure. Uh, saw Army of Darkness. Same kind of attitude. Um, as I get older and older, there's like this huge love affair with Evil Dead. I, I've gone back and watched all these movies uh, over the past 20 years. Um, well, I guess not 20 years, like 15 years, I would say. No, I, I, I do I, say I, that. Is it because, like, do you, is it like you, you get it now? Is that maybe what well, it is? Well, um, the first three were so inconsistent that I was confused. Like, the first one were trying to be serious because we know the history, right? Yeah. Same with Bruce Campbell, independent filmmakers, MSU. No, not MSU. Uh, yeah, you're Eastern. right. Yeah. Um, no, Michigan State. Michigan State. Michigan State filmmakers, it wasn't a great movie. They tried what they could. Kudos to them, right? But the second one was a remake of the first one, but 
the camp was just ridiculous. And and I just didn't get what they were going for. Were they going for serious? Were they going for camp? I didn't get it. Yeah. And then the third one jumps the shark. The third one has a budget. It was like it was like die dark men die. Like it was just like what is this, right? Um, so I went to the remake with my brother when it came out in theaters. I went kicking and screaming. I had no interest. I, I just, I just don't understand why remake this. And I was a fan of that remake. I enjoyed that remake. I thought that was very good. Yeah. Um, I like that remake a, a, a lot. I think, do we review it? I'm sure we did. Probably at some point. So 10 years ago, going into, that's right. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, so like uh, going into this one, Eric, um, I was excited. Uh, I've, I've seen the trailers for the past few months. Uh, it looked good. Nowadays, you can just tell by a trailer if it looks good. And, and this one looked good. And um, I kind of liked what they were going for, so I was excited. I know you were excited. We both, both of our wives are out of town for this weekend, so me and you got a chance to see this by ourselves. Uh, this is a date movie though, but it was, it was, it was this something was, I was excited this is for. Not a date movie. How dare you? This is, eh, this is yeah. not a date movie. After the things that I, that was in this movie. No, a date movie is a lot more playful than this. Renfield was a date movie. Valid point, but I would still have taken my wife to this if she was here. If there, there would have then you know what, I'll, I'll tell you what, it can be a date movie, you just have to have the right kind of date for it. But traditionally, in that sense, no, you, usually we want like, like, uh, like a whodunit, something less gory. Jordan, everyone at the end of this movie was head-to-toe dyed red. That's true, but that, well, that was just like the remake, right? Yeah. It was raining blood, Slayer. It was, it was actually raining blood. Yes. No, yeah. So I was excited. Uh, I was, I was, I was going to this really curious, Eric. Like, okay, so this is clearly in an apartment building. What are they going to do with this? I'm intrigued. Um, so yeah, I was excited. Uh, your history is that you love Evil Dead, right? Yeah, I've I've seen them the musical. Oh God. Yeah, I, I've seen the musical and uh, it was great. I sat in the Splash Zone. Um, because when you go to the Evil Dead the musical, all of it is uh, supposed to be kind of like somewhat interactive. Where every time they, <laughs> it's actually pretty good, because every time they kill someone on stage, they spray the audience with blood. So they encourage you to go to the show dressed in white. Nice. But, yeah, like you know, t-shirts and stuff. Uh, right. It's pretty cool. Yeah, someone gets their arm cut off, and they just like <laughs> have this monologue where they'll like stand in front of this, you know, uh, at the front of the stage, and they'll splash everybody. They'll be like, "I'm dying, and I hate everybody," and they just splash everybody. Anyway, Evil Dead's so, known for being very bloody. Right, it's known for being bloody, but it's known for being camp. And the remake is not camp, and this one is not camp. So, are you missing the camp? Or, or 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 do you like this realistic quote unquote take on it? Oh no, I'm all about this one. This one's great. It still has those elements. Like there are still are those little bits of Evil Dead flair in this movie. A lot of those comments that she makes, uh, the uh, the mom, um, to like you know to the kids, like uh, when she does that. Oh, what, like I just want to. Uh, I just want to kill you all and then have you crawl up inside me so we're all like one big happy family. Right. Or, Which she kind of gets her wish in a way. What She calls them like tit-sucking parasites. That was a good one. They actually got a laugh in my audience today. There was a lot of people. Everybody's still seen Mario. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's yeah. still seen Mario. I had probably 10 people in my theater today and that tit-sucking parasites got a laugh from everybody. That got a laugh out of, of my theater too. A lot of people were, were kind of laughing at that. Uh, the neighbors, a lot of the neighbors were, were pretty, uh, that guy. Who, uh, the, the, the cat, love interest, Mr. Fonda. Okay, the cat, Mr. Fonda. Yeah, the guy whose cat is in the, uh, in the vents. Um, right. Just the old guy always smoking a cigarette. He was kind of funny. Uh, it had parts, or at least. Because remember, like, they tried to, uh, Gabriel tried to pray, and the guy's like, seriously? Seriously, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like, I go into this knowing Evil Dead, so it's not like anything I haven't seen before, so I'm ready to go. Um, I walk in, though. Let's, let's so, start with this opening, man. I, I, yeah, so I want you to help me with this opening, because I cheated. So, the movie started today. We recorded the day I saw the movie. 
we're recording at night for all the fans, but the movie started at 2.45 for me today, and I get there at 2.40. Who cares about the previews? So get they, there at 2.40. By the way, DC is doing a bit. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. And I, I, I'm by myself, and I'm at, the, I'm, I'm at my small local theater, and I just so happen to be behind the people that can't make a decision about if they want Sour Patch or Skittles. And oh. it's like, just buy the ticket and go. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to calm down because it still made me mad. It's like the lottery ticket people. Just pick a ticket, you know, like because let me, like the, let me the pretzel cart. Oh, yeah. Like I'm the guy was like, here's your popcorn. Here's your slushy. Here's your soda. It was her and a dude. I was like, you don't need any more. And she's just like, oh, let's do some M&Ms. Literally, this is no flair. I want some M&Ms and oh, some pretzels would be nice. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So finally, the manager who knows me sees me, and he's just like, hey, you, you know, so I – evil dad, blah, blah. I go in, and this is where I go in. A woman rises from the water, and it says evil dead rise. Oh, man. So I'm like, what the – okay, I missed something. So then I wikipedia it, and I didn't cheat. I swear to you. I didn't cheat. I was like, what was this opening? And the first paragraph was these three friends, I guess, uh, go on a vacation – and the one friend is sick, which I'm assuming was the friend that rises, you know, and, you know, that was like a kind of like your opening scare. Right. So the the opening. Yeah, uh, that, that's a bummer. Uh, yeah, it sucked. Yeah, that, that's that's a bummer. And curses on that woman who made you uh, late. But yeah, the opening was they did the traditional um, salute to Evil Dead, where it's the camera moving fast. It's the spirit, the Evil Dead moving fast right. in, the, in the woods type type thing, and it goes over in the in the woods. It goes over to this girl in the dock, and uh, that camera is actually a drone, you know, misdirection. Right. Uh, and the boyfriend comes out, and oh hi, I didn't mean to scare you. Almost got you. Hey, you better be careful with that thing. Yada 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 yada. Um, she goes inside to check on her friend who's sick and she is acting weird in bed and they do the usual kind of opening, you know, tension building kind of, uh, to scare you type of thing. And to a point where then the sick girl just goes full demonic, uh, and choke like convulses and like spasms and, uh, and stuff like that chokes her friend, then takes her hair twines it around her hands and then rips her entire scalp off. Oh, she gets scalped. And then as she is walking out, and so then cuts the girl goes to the dock to where the boyfriend was playing with the drone. And she falls. Drone guy freaks out, right? The sick girl comes down, grabs the drone, and, you know, oh, stop, stop, takes the drone and puts it into her own face, completely destroys, like, messes up her right. face. She falls in the water. He jumps in after her, uh, and then mistake, obviously, because then she just rips off his head, throws it on the dock. Then she rises out of the water. Evil Dead rises. Evil Dead right. That's where I came in with this woman rises as Evil Dead rise. And I was like, oh, I missed something for 10 minutes. So that's why I sat in the theater, yeah. and I was like, okay, what happened? And then it cuts um, to a day earlier. We're in the a city. day earlier, and we're in the city. We're in Los Angeles, and we're in an apartment building. Kind of reminded me of quarantine, right? Um, and we get our crew, right? So we get the mom, uh, Ellie, I believe, right? Yep. So we get Ellie, and she has three children. Uh, oldest girl, middle <laughs> there's, boy. There's Caleb, Bridget, and Cassie. And the Cassie is the youngest one. Yeah, so we're and also introduced to uh, Ellie's sister, Beth. Who is not a groupie, but a roadie. She's a roadie. She's a roadie. And uh, Ellie's husband has left the family. They don't really specify. I, I mean, the it's husband's a, gone. I think he's with someone else. But yeah, he's he's yeah, out of the picture. Yeah. He's out of the picture. So they live in this. I'm not going to say it's a rundown apartment. I will say that I really do enjoy the set pieces on this, right? Because this place actually looked like it was lived in. Because they built the atmosphere. They said right? it was because an old bank building. They said it was an old bank building, and then it was – but this is an apartment, and it reminded me of an old apartment that my dad used to live in when I was growing up. And it was just like, yeah, man, that place was weird. So it's like – it's weird, but it's homey because those apartments 
were pretty spacious for L.A., right? Like, that was big. Yeah, that's the 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 thing about sometimes when they explain these these residences, or they're just like, oh, man, no one's going to live in this dump type of thing. And then uh, this 2,200-square-foot dump, this four-bedroom, yeah. three-bathroom dump that you guys have with this loft with great. the city view. Yeah. Oh, nobody wants to live here. Right. I mean, I mean, nothing looked uh, dilapidated, I guess is the word. Nothing looked bad, right? There was no molding. There was no paint peeling. It looked like just a live-in apartment. Or, you it know. was smaller than I, I know that we're, we're giving it credit for. But, it, yeah, it's it's a dump. It looked legit. It, it, it looked was, fine. It was fine. It was fine. And, uh, yeah, so then we get, our, we get our cast of characters, right? So knowing the trailers, I know this is about a mom who gets possessed and goes crazy. But the fun for me was how was this mom going to get possessed and coming into the theater with this woman rising from the lake. And it says a day earlier, how was the Necronomicon going to get involved? That was the fun part for me. Right. And so eventually there was an earthquake, which movie guys here, was that the Necronomicon deadites causing the earthquake? Or was that just a natural earthquake? Because what happens is Beth, the sister, comes to the apartment, hangs out with her sister, Ellie, the mom, and the mom wants to talk to her sister, grown-up talk. So the girls, well, the kids get sent out to go get pizza while they're talking. And while they come back, they're in the parking garage underground. There's an earthquake, and there's a hole that opens up. Was that caused by the deadites, you think? Or was that just, we don't know? Do you have a, do you have a theory? Do you have an opinion? Or I always am going to say that it's the Necronomicon doing that. that it's, but it's, why? It's it's always that because I it's that's just what it needs. It's just it's just time. I don't know. But at the same part, uh yes, it could just be coincidence because in the first Evil Dead, um I, I might need to re might need to rewatch the first Evil Dead. How did the book call out to uh, how did it get discovered in the first one? It was the, it was it was space. it was in the house. No, it was cross space in the house and then they played the tape. And then the and then the guy reading the tape, the the spell, if you will, awake. It's the Necronomicon. By the way, I, I believe that the Bruce Campbell cameo is that he it's is the voice. The, he's the voice. Yeah, he's the voice. So okay, so now Eric, one more time, are you saying that the Evil Dead remake and Evil Dead Rise is the same universe, or is that actually like like official? They're same universe and as um i believe from we've heard from this one through the priest's words there are three volumes of the necronomicon so that explains it because i guess one of the volumes would be in the woods one we know and this is, is a different one. one yeah in the woods in michigan this one is in a uh, bank vault in la so uh, there's possibly a third one okay all right, thank you for explaining that to me. Okay, so there's this earthquake in the parking garage. Uh, the sun with this beautiful kind of mullet almost goes down into this bank vault. There's Jesus imagery. Question, if this was a bank, why not say this was a church? Like, I mean, like, why have Jesus imagery? I can't say the word. Jesus imagery. Uh, why have the Necronomicon in a bank vault? And then we hear them later play the, the priest accounts. Why not just have this be a church? I mean, why not have it be someone's house? Well, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is that it just doesn't make sense for it to be like this is an old bank, which doesn't make sense for it to be a bank. And they turn it into an apartment. because oh, it's, it's just weird. Away. Yeah, you're right. But at the same part, that detail, Jordan, I don't think it's going to make or break because the absurd part of it is like jeepers creepers you know when somebody's just like hey don't go down there it's like well i'm gonna go down there anyway it's like right but okay an earthquake just happened we don't know if there's gonna be aftershock like things have just moved there's rubble and, and debris everywhere don't go down there also there's no light i guess here, here's the other thing about the modern excuse is that um, everything has flashlights now so on your phone so when they go down they can just get the flashlight out um which is kind of yeah, you know, pretty easy for okay. for them to do. So they get that, but um, then there's always you know, come on, we gotta go type of thing, and 
I, I don't know. It just seems so like you've overstayed the welcome. Like this person, Caleb, the kid, is is really like digging deep now. So to go down there, one, oh cool, it's an old bank vault. Okay, you found it. Maybe go back up and explore it another day. But instead, you go down there and you're just like, oh cool, an old bank vault. Well, I guess I'll just go open up some safety boxes then and see what we can kind of rob and loot and steal. And he gets right the Necronomicon. And I guess right. he, he his explanation was uh, that they're tight on money and he was hoping that he could get something that would be worth something. Right. But see, okay, now this is me calling me. This is me trying to call logic in a horror movie because horror movies are horror movies. But if that's the case, he takes the Necronomicon. He seems shocked, though, right? Because it has the teeth of the psychos. Thank you so much, by the way, for saying that this is more volumes than they do say in the movie, that there's multiple volumes, because this was not the original Necronomicon. Nope. This so looks I think like the teeth, a, uh, one of the Harry Potter books. Yeah, right. It like Fantastic Beast, right? So he yeah. had these teeth. He gets cut, right? It absorbs. And then we get all these images and stuff. And it comes with, uh, well, not disc, but it comes with, um, wow. Get it. I know, you, I know you. Come on, buddy. Oh, my God. Get there. No, I can't. Come on. They're, they're round. <laughs> they're flat. I know. Oh, my God. Just say it. So oh, man. On. Come on. They come in different. There's 35s. There's 45. Final. Vinyl. There you go. There you go. Record player. Uh, yeah. He, uh plays the vinyl on this record playing as Bruce Campbell and it's a priest. So tell me about this backstory because I was really paying attention to the backstory on this one. So the priest, let's just call him Bruce Campbell. So Bruce Campbell the is priest, a priest. The, the Vatican, the, the, the holy, uh, you know, guardianship of whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Finds the book of the dead. And they said, there's three volumes. And then they are having this. One of the uh, famed, they, 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 he says one of the rumored three. Rumor. So, so they don't know if um, all three exist, but he knows that he has the one. He has the one, which is this one. They don't know this, this Bruce Campbell priest guy doesn't know anything about what happened in the woods, right? This is just the one that he knows of. And uh, he, there's clearly people in the background, and he's speaking to other priests, and he's like, "Hey, like we should check this out." And they're like, "No, no, no!" But then he reads it, and that's what sparks the mom to be possessed. Once the mom was getting possessed, I was getting excited. My lounger recliner chair immediately went up to the upright position. I was, I was into it. How was she going to react? We've never seen an Evil Dead movie like this before. It's always been teenagers and friends. I want to see an Evil Dead movie where a mom goes freaking nuts. Like, I was excited for this. Yeah, this was uh, different. Now, help me real quick, because I helped you. I went to the bathroom uh, at this point. And um, the... Uh, the part where she gets possessed in the elevator because I was like, oh, yeah. it's going down. I think I should, I should go to the bathroom real quick now because right. otherwise, yeah, it's going to suck. Yeah. So glad I did because the time I came back, um, Power was out in the apartment comp or in the building and she, the mom, excuse me, had just knocked at the door, just walked into the apartment complex or into the apartment. Right. Okay. So the mom was going downstairs to do laundry, I'm assuming. And then, you know, you had the, like, point-of-view camera shoots her into the elevator. And then, like, you know, like a demonic entity that you don't see, like, pulls her earring out of her ear, mm -hmm. you know. And then she's like, sorry for the listeners, but then she puts her hands over her ears. She's like, shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. And everything is quiet. And then all of a sudden this uh, cable comes down, starts to strangle her. And then it, other cables come, and they – pull her out like Jesus style, her legs and feet and her arms are just like straight out. That's what I thought. Like a just th possession then. Right. And then it cuts to her coming in making eggs. I had eggs this morning. I'm not going to look at eggs the same way for a while because <laughs> she's coming in. She's making it. She's just throwing eggs in there, like with the shells and stuff. And there's some blood mixed into it. Like this is crazy. And the mom is talking stuff like, I just I just want us to all be together for you to be inside of me. I was like, what I just the heck? I cut you up to little pieces. Right. And then, 
boom, like full on, right? So then this is also interesting too, because this is this is different from Evil Dead lore. Um, she dies. So what was fun, what was cool, so like so like the mom is kind of crazy. She's saying some crazy stuff in the kitchen. She goes on all fours. She arches her back and she projectile vomits. And the only thing I could think of because it was so ridiculous was Team America when he gets drunk at the bar. Because that's exactly what it was. It was just this ridiculous projectile yeah. vomit, right? Like, I mean, like, she's possessed, right? I mean, like, so I have a question. In the Evil Dead movies, refresh my memory, if you get possessed, that doesn't mean necessarily that it's a death sentence, right? Like, I mean, the people that were possessed in the previous movies, do they come back eventually? No, you're, or, you're, it's, you're pretty much dead. You're dead. You're I, dead once you get I have possessed. not seen all of the series of Ash versus the Evil Dead. So I don't know if it's changed in in that. And maybe I'm I not going to count that. I'm just going to count the movies. Yeah. But in the movies, like oh, in Evil Dead, one year the two. I got the names wrong, by the way. I think Caleb was the 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 drone flying boyfriend. Uh, I think the the kid, uh, the boy is Danny. That we're okay. About. Bridget, Danny, and, and Cassie are the kids. Make it so. Before I... So so what you're telling me is that from my memory, because I was wondering, like, is the mom going to come back? Like, like. In the Evil Dead movies, not the show, but in the movies, if somebody gets possessed, they're dead. They're dead. They're not coming back. Yeah, the the one thing that I enjoy about Evil Dead that separates a lot of other movies is that in a lot of other scary movies, there's always that hope of recovery that, oh, we can do something that will save everything. In the Evil Dead, no, if, if, they, if the Evil Dead gets you, you're done. You're done. Like in, in, okay. in any way, if it can get you in any part, then that's it. You're 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 done. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, because unless this, you can this... cut your arm off before it gets to you, like Ash did, or like in the in the sequel in the, in the remake. So like that's one of the things that I liked about this though, right? Was because it was like we got to see that funny America uh, Team America vomiting scene, but like as the movie was progressing, when they laid her down in bed and stuff. I was like, oh, my God, this is her body dying, right? I mean, like, that's the way I took it. Like, this is her body. Her soul is dying. She's done. And then, like, you know, we get the roommates. Here we go. Like, here's here's the body count, right? Yeah. You know, um, props to the makeup department, by the way. She looked great. Ellie and, looked great. And also, bigger props to this actress, uh, Alyssa Sutherland. Um, who played Ellie? Who played Ellie. Yeah, holy cow, she nailed it. She was great. She was great. Yeah, uh, one of the best deadites I, I think I've I've seen on screen to date. Uh, she was, yeah, she did a very good uh, job of what she was doing. I, I that was wonderful. Yeah, no, I I thoroughly enjoyed her performance in this. Like I, she that smile. Creepy. I mean, like I wish I wish she was in the movie Smile. Yeah, that that smile is. Uh, she does a very was, good creep. Creepy it was great. Um, what I thoroughly enjoyed. Okay, so she's dead. They're laying her on the bed, and then of course, you know, they bring like the uh, like the neighbors and stuff in. Uh, I am jumping ahead because I want the show to go on for too long. But like, one of the things that I thoroughly enjoyed from a directing standpoint was they finally locked her out of the apartment, and there's a good five minute scene of the camera being the peephole. And yeah. we only get to see what's in front of the people. We don't get to see anything else. We hear everything in the hallway. We hear the massacres, but we don't see it. We see only through the people. That was genius from a horror standpoint. Yeah. That was amazing. We get to see some of uh, the the kills from that. In fact, that's how they killed the kid. Right. It was in that shot. It was in the peephole shot. Uh, right, dude. Because yeah. the other ones, because Bridget and Danny, who who die, uh, you know, even though they're kids, but they're but they're teens, albeit young teens, I get it. But the next youngest kid, oh well, I guess the Bruce, the the kid who get he chokes on the eye. That uh, was great. That was crazy. Oh, we'll talk about that because that in the hallway scene too. But he like his because he's a teen too. But his little brother. Uh, Scott, here it is. Yeah, this kid's got to be like 10, uh, 12 years old, maybe. Not and he even. gets just he gets thrown, right? We don't see. Um, he I gets have... not even just that because his arms get ripped off, and then he gets thrown. His, 
he has arms give up there and he gets thrown. Like, okay, so they do a lot of things in this movie um, that kind of play with my fears, right? So, like, I, I, I will admit that one of my fears is choking, right? Okay. Because, you know, your conscience and yeah, you know yeah. that you're choking and it's, you know, it's just, it's a, it's just a stupid adult fear, right? I, I, no, I get it. You're, you're aware right. of what's happening. You're able to register. Right. So when the dude gets an eyeball in his throat and he's choking, like, and he has that moment of realization, oh, my God. And then later when the older teen is choking and the black stuff's coming out of her mouth, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that kind of played with me a little bit. Um, but this whole this whole chunk – is just great. I mean, from the time the mom wakes up to the hallway stuff to the mom calling him titty sucking oh. parasites to Hold tattooing on. the daughter. That's great. what it was. That's what because I was starting to think because she gets up out of bed after they think that she's dead. She starts attacking right it, a, a lot. Get a lot of back and forth. She gets bridged on the ground. She gets the tattoo gun and she goes to tattoo the eye, right? Right. And that's when Bridget was able to turn and they were able to. Get her off. Uh, get her off, and then she was able to do oh, no, the hallway scene, right? Who, which one's going to be right. next? You need me, need my Mo. Um, that was then, great. Yeah, and then oh, and then that's when Gabriel came in to right. to help, and then she was like Gabriel Allie? goes into the hallway. She attacks that. She then bites his eye out, right, and then spits it into the other guy's mouth, who then dies. Right. So I want to ask you a question. So. Um, after these scenes, uh, the, the teenage girl who got the tattoo on her face, she didn't turns to a dead eye eventually. But my question was, how did that happen? So when she got the tattoo scar on her cheek, when the moms took out her tongue to kiss it, to make it better, did some of the blood get into the wound? Is oh, that what yeah. happened? That's, you didn't see that? Yeah. No, her, I guess I didn't see that. Yeah. That's what her, happened. Yeah. So her mom tattoos her her cheek and, and cuts her cheek she then says that let mommy kiss it make it better and she like yeah like spits blood into the wound and then that's how the evil dead got into the daughter okay okay so it's so it's so it's so it's common so it's kind of zombieish right so it's like don't 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 get the blood in you somehow yeah to be turned. I, what i would question because i believe that cassie then probably should have got some blood in her but we'll we'll talk about that they didn't get any. Well, they didn't swallow any, right? They had no wounds. Yeah, I I thought that she would have had some open wounds. Same with Beth as well, too, because uh, she got her hand cut and she got her leg. Oh yeah, yeah, grated with cheese yeah, grater. Got a got that a, was cool. Her, got her leg grated by that box grater. Yeah, and so then she was covered in blood by the end of the movie. So she most definitely had Evil Dead blood in her. So they both should be. Right. Uh, possessed. Were you surprised that they decided, because this is the first Evil Dead where teens are in fact, I mean, like, I was completely surprised. Like, I thought it was just like, I thought it was, okay, so the older teen, the daughter, the older daughter, she's kind of like coughing. She can't really breathe. And then, like, she starts to, like, black goose comes out of her nose and out of her eyes. And I'm like, oh, is this something new to the franchise? Is this the evil mom messing with her? Right? But I was like, no. Like, And then all of a sudden, you know, when, when Beth walks into the kitchen, she's like eating glass because she has insects in her tummy or whatever, she said. Yeah, she's going to kill the insects in her stomach. Right, and then and then of course the camera had to go to the, oh. to the glass coming out of the neck, and I was the like, oh. Scene. Oh, yeah. Jeez. And it's funny because, like, we review movies, and I know it's not real. Like, you know it's not real, but you're just like, oh, you know, no. Yeah. What a great line that was, right? Because it's all going off of Beth. Beth is hiding that she's pregnant. She doesn't want to be pregnant. We don't know about the father. Oh, yeah. And it's a, it's a huge thing, right? So then when this – so when the teenage daughter is possessed, she's like, I have something in my tummy, and I got to eat glass to get like it out. I don't like things in my tummy, Yeah. That's great. It's dark, man. It got real that dark. Great. That effect, that graphic when she was eating the glass, yeah, uh, of it going through her neck was great. Like it was just yeah. such a yeah. I, 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 props to again a lot of the visuals because they, they were close up. You could kind of see a, a lot of it. Just that little that that quick part, 
right. how it, it didn't necessarily poke through, but when it came back in, then it, the blood came through. It was really cool. It was great. Out. It was great. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it for what it was doing. Um, it and was, it was there though because, um, and I'm sure traditional horror movie goes the same way. But when families introduced, and then when you see all the people in the hallway, a very cliche, cliche shot of like all of them standing in the hallway, all the residents out in the same shot to like introduce the audience of like, all right, here are the bodies basically. And so when you see that, you're thinking, all right, well, they're obviously going to kill these people because the kids are going to live. But then in the hallway shot, when we see the first kid die, that's when I was like, oh, all right. All bets are off. All bets are off. Any one of these kids could go. And then we get Bridget, the first one to go. And she says all that stuff. Uh, Yeah. And that was, that was crazy. She goes after, did you go after Danny first? Was it? Ben she went after ben? her brother. Yeah. No, I just. So what happened was Danny was like, "Hey Beth, this is, this is kind of my fault. Here's the Necronomicon. Put on some headphones. Listen to what's going on. Right. Well, so she to goes the, and the third one. Yeah, listen to that. And while that's going on, Danny, the middle child, the brother, gets attacked by Beth, the sister, and she stabs him in the heart. Right. So he's dying. No, he stabs uh, in the arm with a knife. In the arm originally, in the originally, but then they're fighting again because remember she comes out wearing like that with that bed sheet. She wears that bed sheet, right? And then uh, and then she stabs him in the chest. Then after the arm, oh, that's how he dies. Is that what it was? I thought that he had stabbed her. The he first did time because he did because uh, oh wait man we're missing he a lot did. we have to watch it again because Cassie killed Bridget. Right, right, sister. right, right, right. Killed her with the uh, with the the with stick, the, the stick through the mouth. Yeah, and then they, the and then they put Bridget onto the bed and they wrapped her in a sheet. And then Daddy tells Beth, "Hey, you need to listen to this Necronomicon oh. stuff." And then while they're walking down the hallway, the little girl and Danny, uh, the the background is um, yeah, with the with the sheet. And then they fight. He stabs her in the chest. That doesn't hurt her. They're in the kitchen fighting. She stabs him in the arm. And then she vomits blood on him. Typical evil dead. And then she stabs him in the heart before he sets her on fire. A, a long time, by the way, too. Remember that? Yeah. Like, when she threw blood up on or threw someone up blood? Like, it wasn't a quick shot. Like, that was, <laughs> that was a lot of blood. Right. And you could yeah, see, like, was, the uh... actor was, like, trying to, like, get your breath set. He's like, I get it, you know. He was he was he was getting blood boarded. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, that's that, that, yeah, good that was good. <laughs> that was good. So, uh yeah, okay, so that happens and then um okay, so Danny's dead. So now it's the little girl and now it's Beth, but the mom gets smart. The mom's in the hallway and she sees that the cat is up in the in the vents. So she climbs up into the vents. She has a fight with her sister, right? And then they eventually get back out in the hallway. That's the the greater scene, right? Yeah. And then they eventually get out in the hallway, and then Beth finds uh, the guy who smokes a lot shotgun, starts blowing off the uh, mom's limbs, right? And then this is when the mom's like, we're going to get connected like the thing, like John Carpenter's The Thing style. Oh, boy, this part of the movie. Oof. This is rough. Yeah, this is – so – this is the part because, and I know we're we're still living a lot of, um, before we get to this part too, that I, I wish we could talk about. We need a lot more to talk about. But yeah. the thing is um, that after I had seen this movie and I wanted to talk about it, and there are some parts where you could say the horror movie, oh, well, the, there's this part and then, you know, eating the glass and, oh, the tattoo gun. Oh, it's this. But, then there's this part that comes and it's just like, all right, how do I describe this to people? It's, it's difficult. So yeah. Um, the mom has what her, like her leg shot off at this point and her arm, one of her arms shot off at this point. Right. Dip opposite too, like, like kind of like left leg, right arm. Yeah. Kind of that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So she's missing those parts. Uh, her two now possessed dead children, come back right Bridget and right. Danny who are both looking one's looking burnt to a crisp the other one's just like covered in blood 
uh, with a knife sticking out of them. It looks really cool. Right. And they then, because she's kind of dead, I guess, immobilized uh, on the floor of the hallway or, uh, you know, just kind of like laughing. Right. As uh, Beth and Cassie try to escape in the parking garage. Uh, or the elevator, right? The elevator. Go the elevator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because, oh, jeez, the elevator. And as that's happening, they fuse to. Oh no, they crawl inside of her, right? So kind of, yeah, Danny yeah. And Bridget crawl inside of their. They cut her open, and then they crawl inside of her, and then they become like, what, like an eight-legged, like something out of Dune, right? Right, right. So actually what it did was like, I thought this was very effective. So I was thinking about it constantly, right? So I, I went online, did some research. So she had opposite appendages. So she had like her left leg blown off and her right arm blown off, right? So the one kid on the left side puts his foot into her open leg wound, like her legs blown off. Yeah. Puts, puts himself inside of her that way. And comes out the other side. And then the other kid, same thing, like, you know, puts her arm through the blown off arm. You know what I mean? Like, goes into the arm. I know exactly and what you mean. Yeah. They, yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's people who are never seen this showed movie. showed it on screen. So, yeah. People who have never seen this movie could take this in so many different ways right now about going inside. But, I mean, that's how it was. I mean that that's, that's, that's how it was. It's like the two kids yeah. are wearing their mom as like a giant turtle shell thing there it's so it's yeah. the weirdest thing it's and, it, it took me john carpenter's thing man and then they attack the the two girls while they're in the elevator right right and the elevator right. fills up with blood right uh before we go scene by scene real quick i just wanted to ask you this question i thought of this i really wanted to ask you you know like you know how the thing john carpenter's thing came out in 83 mm-hmm. and it was like a box office bomb but like video kind of helped it it became like a like a cult classic thing and then we grew up in the 80s and 90s and like like we loved the thing right sure not just because of this scene but just overall is this is this gen z's thing i think this is a good question because I this i mean like there's there's a lot of stuff in this that could be categorized as that. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, could this be? Because this movie is making money. I'm like, I'm like, I mean, this movie already beat Mario. It's made forty million. It was made for ten million. I mean, like, here's the thing: is that, uh, the thing had still that psychological suspense part, that thriller part of it, of like, who is it? Or, right. You, you know, where is the thing? Who is the thing? Whereas this Evil Dead. Is just like these are just demons coming at you, buddy. <laughs> you so know? okay, this I was is just, just curious straight up. And this is just straight up evil just coming at you. Every, everyone is unlucky in the franchise. If you are in an Evil Dead movie, your character is not having a good time. That's a guarantee right there. There's no happy ending. It's everything is is Ash is the unluckiest person in the in franchise history. Okay. Okay. All right, fine, valid. I was just curious what you thought because I was thinking about that with the body horror and stuff going on. Like, I'm like, oh my god, is this is this Gen Z's thing? I, Time I, will tell. I would think Time it might be tell. its own its own thing, but yeah, it's not too many things, too many movies where you'd think that after a monster like that, after you take a chainsaw, cut off its head, or oh geez, how did she do this? She the the body was she kicked it into the wood chipper, the wood chipper. but she took yeah. the chainsaw and pinned down its its head first as right. the body was being sucked in by the wood chipper right yes yeah, so, okay yeah part. right okay so we'll get into that right so they go down okay so we get the shining moment right literally the shining right the elevator's filled with blood and because of the weight the camera made it very clear that there's a weight capacity blood is heavier crash lands uh, Beth and Cassie escape. They're ready to get out. The they according to Wikipedia, they call it abomination. Yeah. So uh, the abomination comes out, and we get a fight on a wood chipper. Right. 
And yeah, you're right. So the abominations on top of the wood chipper fight, 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 and then she uh, puts it down. Evil Dead has to have a chainsaw. Um, and a boomsticks. And a boomstick. So I'm a grown adult, and I know that this stuff is fake, and I know that none of it is real. And we sit here, you mean you, and people listen to us break things down and talk about what we feel. But when the abomination is being ripped apart in the wood chipper, I'm not feeling too good. Oh. I, 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 I had to look away a few times. Like was, I was like, ooh, ooh, you like that kind of look like a ooh. It was a there was they spent a good amount of time yeah, showing was, you what what happened. There was a lot. And then and then uh the head's still alive. Yeah, the head's still alive, you know, and, and then she's just you know, and then Ellie's like, Hey, uh, you know, blah blah blah, bullshit talk, and then she's and then, you know, best like my sister's dead and you know, they walk out victorious. Now, well, again, kicks her head to... into the into the wood chipper yeah. too, but uh, because they said that in the in the tapes as well too, and they've said it in uh, kind of shown that any other Evil Dead is that well, that dead body, like once the evil is taken over your dead body, it doesn't matter. You can dismember it anyways. That it's still gonna, you know, Ash has uh, tried to de- bury his decapitated girlfriend in the first one, right? In the she, second one too, right? Oh, in the second one, yeah, and she comes back alive and. Right. <laughs> tries a, a headless body attacks him in the shed with a chainsaw. Right. Right. A classic scene, by the way. Yeah, the, the, that's that. That's the famous scene in the second one with the Freddy's gloves are hanging. Yeah. Freddy's glove. So it's like, yeah. I mean, like, I, I thought it was great, but then again, so the beginning of this episode, you know, I want this M M&M, and M. I want that popcorn. Jordan walks in. Woman rises from the water. Doesn't know what's going on. So now we get the next morning, and this girl this woman who's living on the fifth floor goes downstairs and she's getting ready to go on vacation. This is, this is the girl that rises from the water, which I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. This is the girl that rises from the water. Yeah. And, and she goes downstairs. She's like, we're going on vacation, bitch. And all that stuff to her friend and, and blah, 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 blah. And then she sees the carnage behind her. And then eventually the deadites come. And I was like, wait a minute, where's all the deadites. And then I remembered, Oh, Everybody else is still not an abomination. You still got the guy with the, the smokes a lot. You still got the guy with the one eye. You know, like you still got those other those other people, if you will, uh, still roaming around. Yep. And then boom, end of credits. Um, I'm excited for the future. I have read some stuff, Eric, and it's and the, the producers and stuff has said that if this movie is successful, they're going to make Evil Dead's every couple of years. Are you yeah. excited to see what they're going to do? If if Lee Cronin keeps uh, on this, then yeah, I think I will. I think he did a fantastic job. Uh, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell said that they were uh, that they don't take the job uh, lightly. Obviously, they take it very seriously, and they whoever they have to pick, they don't take uh, selecting that role lightly. They found this person after watching his uh, movie The Hole in the Ground which was done a couple of years ago and they okay. said that uh, that through that because to be an Evil Dead director you need to really focus on a lot of little things, a lot of um, kind of instruments a lot of tools, a lot of uh, subtle movements and uh, camera work, clever camera work and I think this guy did it. Uh, I think he did a great job with it. So I, yeah, you I'm know, really hoping for more. Yeah, I'm like speaking of camera, I'm not I'm not prone to motion sickness. That's never been my thing, but I felt a little queasy when the earthquake was happening. Oh yeah? Yeah, because the, the room and the camera was moving at the same time. Um I don't want them to continuously do an Evil Dead movie every couple of years. I want them to definitely come out and say the remake was part one, this one's part two. Because Evil Dead Rise is a terrible name, but this is, you know, like, I don't understand. Like, is this is this part one? It's Evil Dead Rise, uh, singular. Yeah, Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, so... So I... it's just, like, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Is this part one? Um, but, but, but my point of that is that I don't want to go into a Halloween remake territory where the first two are just like, oh, my God, 
and then like have a third one, which is just, you know, terrible. So I don't want them to continue to make it. Like I want them to tell a story and then wait another 10 years, do something different. Oh yeah. Uh, and I believe they had, they, the Sam Raimi and Campbell were in the interview. had talked about how as a fan, I think it's refreshing that we're out of the cabin. We're out of the woods this time. We're in a different setting. We're in something else. We're in, right. Yeah. We're in an apartment complex. We're in a, we're in a home. We're at home. Yeah. Not at, we're, at, we're at the vacation cabin. We're, we're at home now. So if they do a three, I, which I hope they do. And they tackle another book, the third book, the third volume. I, I, I would be curious to see how that goes. I, I'm I'm about it, man. Like it's I think it's great. I like I like what they're doing. This one was it was just fun. It, you know, it's like it's just a whole lot of just like gory, gory, shocking fun, shock value fun. Right. So I guess we're getting our popcorn ratings. Uh, for a horror movie like this, I have to say that you have to be clear where if you think something's like legitimately like you know like an Oscar winning movie. Uh, or just a fun time, meaning that I'm giving this movie a large because if you are a horror fan, you're going to absolutely love this. Um, if you're an Evil Dead fan, you're going to applaud it and probably tear up. Um, if you are a normal movie-going audience, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if the Scream 6 audience is into this kind of movie. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know. Um, but for everybody who is listening to this episode, if you love horror movies, this is what you want. If you're into this to see an Oscar-winning performance, you're not going to get it, but the mom, Ellie, is to die for, literally. She is amazing as possessed. She was born to play that role. I was not born bored once with any of the characters. I thought it could be. I thought three kids was too much, maybe two, but the three kids made sense as the story progressed. Um, I liked overall everything with it. Um, I could not complain. I can't believe that out of the original trilogy, I hated those movies, but so far these first two are, are winning me over. Evil Dead Rise is definitely a large bag. If you're into horror, see it. If you're not into horror... Skip it, but I mean, this is this is something to see for the horror genre. I'm excited, Eric. What is your popcorn rating for Evil Dead Rise? Uh, I would have to uh, agree, really. If not anything else, just for I agree, for just for Ellie, uh, she knocked it out of the park, man. She she really just kind of made this movie. I, I I think I wanted to see more of her. There were things about this movie that did not work. I of course will can have to to declare that. Um, a lot of the stuff with uh, with Beth and, and Cassie tended towards the end. They're open to to their closure. Uh, I I kind of understand that. Um, you confirmed at the end of the movie that there are other people living on other floors of this of this building, and uh, you're telling me that in that floor that uh, there's gunshots going off, that are going on upstairs, the shit getting thrown around, people screaming and. Um, and no one on the floor beneath them is going to say a damn thing. It's like, oh, yeah, it's L.A. It's, it's like, no, a gunshot in a hallway, you're going to hear that, especially when it's done more than once, you, when it's done a few different times. Uh, there's, uh, you live in a, a complex uh, like that in your elevator that was filled with blood crashed on the main floor. Something to notice, I think. And either way, I'm I'm picking and choosing about my my gripes there because uh, I really did did like Ellie. Um, again, both Beth and Cassie were covered in blood. I think that their wounds should have gotten infected by that. It is that what it is. Oh, one thing I wanted to talk about was the sound was the bass in this. I am very glad that I saw this in theaters because that Dolby Digital came through. The part when Danny was listening to the record, to the to the vinyl, and you got to hear in volume two that voice of him actually saying those words of the the Klaatu Barada Niktu, that was and just that bass that rumbled and it was oh it was great the way it was drawn out, that bass was fantastic. Uh, I I think it really made that uh, that element 
work. Sound is becoming pretty big in a lot of these movies. I feel like Smile was another one where, or Sound, was, oh yeah, was really big in in that movie. Um, and like, there's a part in the, in, in this one where uh, Ellie got out of the bathtub and she was that was good. Uh, yeah, like in the corner, and she just screamed. Oh, by the way, there's that scream. So you're telling me that she, her scream was high high enough to boil water and make all those other people, you know what I mean? But right. the people underneath you couldn't hear that? Anyway, so I, uh, I think that part was kind of like, well, eh, whatever. But I, I really did it, it, enjoy this movie more than I wanted to. Um, I thought I would. The story can be explained in two minutes, probably. The the whole story and plot, uh, but you know, we're here to watch a bloodbath. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, if if standalone, this is not for everybody for sure. Uh, standalone by itself, um, I would think that there's some to take away from this too. But when this is paired as a whole, it's the whole franchise is going to be a large for me. So. Yeah, I mean, like, and again, I think you and I are saying the same thing. If you're going into this thinking of movie, this is not it, right? Like, this is not Titanic, right? This this is a horror movie. This is a horror so, ride. I, I, I feel right, like yeah. where, where Top Gun was an action airplane ride, an adrenaline ride, this is a horror house ride. Yes. And that's what yeah, movies this are becoming. Is, yeah. Yeah, this is exactly what I mean. Like, if you know that going into this, you'll have a good time. That's why we're giving it a large. We're giving it a large across the board. Well, that's our review for Evil Dead Rise. Make sure to check us out at MovieGuysPodcast at Podbean.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. We are on that platform. And like always, like every Thursday, we are here for you. So thank you so much for downloading, and we'll talk to you next week. Eric, thanks so much for joining me. Have a good night. There was a time this year, within the month maybe, uh, maybe last month, actually, where we went to my in-laws to have some dinner. And the meal that we had was a pretty heavy meal, let's just say. Right. Mac and cheese with a lot of cheese. And I think a little bit more on top of that. There was, a, there was a, listen, a lot of food was there. Right. And it all stacked beautifully in my gut. And it did not move. It did no. not move for an hour. I'd no. say maybe even two hours. Why not? And as it did not move, the sweat started to form on my face. And boy, I was biting my lip. People were talking. Eric was not. Just just holding it together type of thing. I felt bad. I felt like I should have like I should have contributed more, but I'm like shifting in my chair because of the battle uh, that Thanos is going is you know, <laughs> having inside of my gut as this this whole dinner is happening here right we are, are getting outside i think <laughs> I, you know i finally was able to tap the right foot with right. sarah underneath the table and be like we gotta go or, or something trying to find my moment and it was like one of those things where you know what I mean? you find every moment where like hey does anyone want anything downstairs anyone i'm gonna go downstairs and get something to drink anyone want anything anyone i'm gonna go down there you know and right. uh but we leave we end up getting to, to leave i couldn't i could not find the moment and just going it, it was I couldn't, George, I couldn't walk. It was getting real hard, really. Like, I had a limp out the door almost. And as soon as we get out there, I had to tell Sarah, as soon as the door closed, right. the front door closed, it's just me and Sarah, and I had to say, Sarah, I, something like, well, like, I love you, I apologize, or something like that. Yeah, and it was in, the noise yeah. was something like, Andre the Giant would have been, Oh, like a jealous or something like that. It kept on going. Like, yeah, you know, it was, it hit the scales. Right. It was great. While you, like, while you were doing it, did you look at your wife and go, don't look at me. Don't do you look understand, at me. Is that as I was, it's not like I was trying to keep eye contact. She couldn't hold it together. Are you kidding me? That was an unnatural noise. She was trying to stand up, I think. Oh my um, God. That's awesome. But it was like, because it was, it was all like relief. It was all just human body, like pained right. relief. And so it, I wasn't looking. It was just like that, that moan of just like, yes, please take the thorn out of my paw. <laughs>
it was bad. You know, I'm not good with dairy. Right. Not good with with any uh, that lactose intolerant and right. something like that. It was uh, it was a moment in our relationship. Yeah, and 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 that's a moment that's going to keep on giving. I've also noticed that it's the squeaker silent ones that are the worst ones. Like where it's like a. <laughs> that's where it's like clears the room. If it's like a one that's like a like 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 your stomach just like 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 gives out and like your intestines kind of come out like a boom. That that doesn't smell. But it's like the it's the one that you can't let go that you let go, you know. 